This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll This is a story that was given over by Rabbi Nachman. The story is that there was a king who was only truly happy when he knew that everyone was as sad as him. Because you know what makes a sad person happy? To meet other people that are sad. What a pleasure. So the king, he walked all over his kingdom, looking to make sure that everyone was sad. And after walking around his whole kingdom, he came back to the capital city ecstatic because he hadn't met one single happy person. But then as he entered the city, the worst thing happened to him. There, sitting on the porch of a broken down house, on a broken chair, with a broken table and a plate that had a few leftovers of food, sat a little Jew strumming his guitar and singing. There was no question about it, that this Jew was unbelievably happy. Oy vey, this was the end. A conspiracy, because the king knew that all it took was one happy person to destroy the entire kingdom. He said to himself, somebody has to keep an eye on this man, and not trusting any of his servants or spies, because the king was afraid that this little Jew might influence them and make them happy. The king decided that he personally will make sure that this happy little Jew is miserable. So the king, he dressed up in disguise, which is what he always did when he went around the kingdom, and he walked over to this little Jew, and he said to him, Hey friend, I'd like to say, how are you? But I don't even know who you are. This little Jew, he looks up at the king, who's dressed as just a peasant. He says, what? You don't know me. I'm the great fixer. I can fix anything. I walk in the streets of the world, and I shout at the top of the lungs, I am the great fixer. Is there anything broken? Bring it to me. I can fix it. I can fix your toaster. I can fix your broom. I can fix your windows, your doors, anything you need. Just bring it to me, and I'll fix it for you. And it won't cost you so much, just a little bit, because all I need is a little bit of money to make a little feast for myself. Because the feastale must be a feastale. The king was already getting nervous. Sad people don't have feasts. They just throw food down their throat. They don't even really taste it. And they don't appreciate what God gave them. Only happy people do that. Only people who really believe in Hashem. They're the ones that can have a true feastale. So the king knew what he had to do. He went back to his palace. And the next day, when the great fixer walked into the streets of the world yelling, I'm the great fixer! Bring me! And people opened their windows and cried out, Shh! Didn't you hear? The king made a new decree! No more fixing. What? No more fixing? Who ever heard of such a thing? And so, the fixer was out of a job. But he had to have his fistule. So the fixer starts walking around, looking for a way to make a few rubles. And he sees a very distinguished, well-dressed man chopping wood. He says to him, It's not fitting for a rich man like you to chop wood. Why don't you let me do it? It'll just cost you a couple of rubles. The wealthy man, he looks at this Jew and he says, Be my guest. He gives him the axe. So the great fixer, he chops wood all day. He gets a few rubles and he goes home and he makes a fistule. As Rabbi Nachman said, The fistule was a fistule. So the evening comes, 
and the great fixer is sitting in his house, totally blowing his mind with joy. He's singing a song, and all of a sudden the king shows up as a schlepper. He says, hey brother, what's new? How was your day? Didn't you hear, said the great fixer? The king's gone crazy. He forbid fixing. Can you imagine? Can't fix anything. But I see you've got your feast to there, the king says. How did you do that? And the great fixer says, I chopped wood. I saw a wealthy man. I said, it's not like you. A wealthy man, it's beneath you to chop wood like that. Just give me a few rubles and I'll have my feast to tonight and chop the wood for you. So I chopped wood for the rich man. And you see, everything is fine. He even told me to come back tomorrow. So I'm set. The king said, hmm, interesting, very interesting, and then quickly excused himself and hurried back to the court. Of course, you know how the story goes. The next day, the great fixer went to chop wood, and the rich man runs over to him. He says, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened, but there's a new decree by the king. No more chopping wood. You can chop wood for yourself, but you can't chop wood for someone else. It's so strange, and I know, but what are you going to do? And the great fixer, he says, oy vey, what a mess. Okay, I'm going to have to find something else to do, because I have to have my little feast there. So he walks through the streets, and he sees a very elegant woman sweeping her porch. How can such an elegant lady as yourself be sweeping the porch in such a beautiful dress? The woman said, well, my maid ran away. And the great fixer says, it's your lucky day, madame. I'm here to help you. And she says, gladly, and hands him the broom. He swept the porch. He got a few rubles, and he went back home, playing the guitar, and had his feastele. And as Reb Nachman says, the feastele was a feastele. That night, the king appeared again. He says, hey, brother, you have such a nice feast going on here. What is this? This is crazy. The fixer shook his head. He said, I don't know what's with this king. He's gone crazier than ever. Now he has a new decree. No more chopping wood. The king says, so what did you do this time? He said, ah, I swept floors today, and my boss told me to come back tomorrow, so everything is fine. So, of course, you know what happens. The great fixer comes the next day to sweep the floors, and the woman says, I'm so sorry, there's a decree against sweeping floors, and also washing floors, and raking leaves, and peeling potatoes, and lifting stones, baking bricks, and taking out the garbage. You can't even clean out the stables. There's nothing. Every time the great fixer tried to do something the next day, the king would make a decree, and the whole kingdom was falling apart. But the great fixer, he had a Muna, he had faith in, a, in Hashem, he never gave up hope, not even for one second. He said to himself, okay, if you can't fight the king, I'll have to join the king. So, you know, the king was always angry at someone, and the king was always at war. And so the great fixer said, there's always going to be a job in the army, I'll join the army. But soldiers in that day were only paid every half a year. The great fixer, though, he had a little bit of chutzpah. When he came to enlist, he set a condition on his contract. I'll be a soldier on the condition that you pay me two rubles every night. Since there were so few people that wanted to enlist in the army, the general said, okay, it's the first time I ever heard of something like this, but sure, why not? And so the great fixer became a soldier. He was given a fancy uniform and a big sword and told to report for guard duty every morning at a certain time. Now the great fixer, being a happy man, he wasn't the type of person that ever planned on killing or fighting. He didn't even know what to do with his sword. But he was a good actor. So the first day, he marched up and down, waving his sword in the air, pretending to be really mean. But he was careful, of course, not to hurt anyone. And that night he was happy because he went to the office, he got his two rubles, and made his feast to the... This time the king came by, and he said, Hey, what's going on here? How can you be having a feast again? The great fixer said, Oy vey, the king, he really made it hard this time. He got rid of everything, there was nothing left for me to do. So many rules, he made it impossible. But I fooled him. The king said, really? What did you do to fool the king? Ah, 
I became a soldier. I, the truth is I'm against war. I don't like to fight. Uh, God forbid I would ever kill anyone. But hey, I have a job now for half a year. But how can you eat, the king said. You only get paid every six months. No, I arranged a special deal. I get paid every night two rubles. The general gave me a special deal. The king was furious. He comes back to the palace that night, and he finds the chief of staff. He says to him, soldiers only get paid twice a year. No exceptions. The king made it really hard for the, the great fixer this time. He came in that night expecting to get his money, and the general refused to pay him. He didn't even give him one cent. He said nothing. But the great fixer, he knew he had to have his feast. Because as long as there's at least one person in the world that keeps the kingdom alive with joy, one for whom a feastile is really a feastile, then the Mashiach can still come. So the great fixer, what does he do? On his way home, he sees a pawn shop. He goes in and he sells his sword. He made enough money to live off of for an entire year. But every soldier has to have a sword. The great fixer, he is still a fixer. And so he made a fake sword out of wood because he was the great fixer. And it wasn't a problem for him to make a wooden sword. Just like the real thing. The next day, he's marching up and down in his uniform, looking mean. But under his helmet, he was smiling. Because a fisole was a fisole. And he was set now. Now we're at the end of the tale, my friends. So be patient and open your hearts. The king comes back and he says, So, brother, how are things going? And the great fixer, he says, laughing. The king, he did it again. He made sure I wouldn't get paid. But this time, I really worked everything out. I sold my sword, and now I have enough money to live an entire year. But the law of the kingdom is, if a soldier sells his sword, he gets the death penalty. Aha! The king thought to himself, I finally got this great fixer exactly where I want him. The king was so excited he couldn't sleep all night. The next morning he calls out the prison warden. Who's going to be executed today? Well, we have a prisoner that's supposed to be executed today. The king says, great. I want to personally supervise the execution. And I want to choose the soldier who's going to kill this man. The next day the king calls the army. And all the soldiers are lined up in a line in front of him. Standing in front of the king, dressed in his royal, beautiful, regal costume. He recognizes the great fixer. The king goes straight over to him, face to face, and he says, I, the king, appoint you to kill this man with your sword. The great fixer, he said, my dear king, please let me tell you something. In my whole life, I've never killed anyone or anything. You have to ask someone else. But the king, he gets so angry. He starts shouting, are you crazy? Are you going to defy the king? He started to choke on his own words from anger. If you don't kill this man this instant, I will kill you right now. You know, friends, if you're filled with joy, you're not afraid of anything. So the great fixer, he said, My dear king, before I kill this man, I have to make sure he's guilty. But do you care if he's guilty or not? I'm the king, and I'm telling you that you have to kill him. And now the great fixer realized, once and for all, that he couldn't get around the king. So the law is the law, and he can't kill an innocent person. So the great fixer, he turns and faces everybody there. And he says, my sweetest friends, you must remember me. I'm the great fixer. I used to fix everything you had. I'd fix your toasters and your doors and your windows. I'd fix your broken lives. I'd fix your hearts. So you have to know that I know how to do magic. And I also know the truth. And I know one thing. When a man is guilty and he puts his hand on the hilt of the sword, then my sword is a sword that will kill. But if this man is not guilty, then let metal be turned into wood. And then he pulls the sword out and thrusts it into the air. And everyone sees that the sword was turned into wood. The 
crowd starts to cheer. The prisoner went home to his family, and the great fixer went home to his house, as happy as he could be. And then he tuned up his guitar and sang a song. And according to Rabbi Nachman, that night, the feastele was really a feastele. I'm the little, 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 I'm the